Hi friends. So interestingly enough, I got a message based on the previous video that I posted. Um, it looks like this is a person who knows me from the past uh, because of the way she addresses me. Let's, uh, let me read you the message. It says, Dear Dr. Flavio, I found your video while looking to understand why I'm hurting so much. I was married for three years to a man who couldn't stop cheating. He cheated so many times that I lost count. Each time I asked him, he said he would stop. This was his last time. It would not happen again because I'm the one he really loves. One day I came home and the door lock was changed. This was my apartment before, but he said it was his now. I cried for hours outside, but he never opened the door. A neighbor invited me to spend the night at her place. We became friends, and she says that my heart is broken because I cannot stop crying. We are separated now, but I still cry a lot. How do I know if I have broken heart? I'm not going to mention her name because she didn't say I could mention it. So, <clears throat> all right. So, let me just recap a little bit. In the previous video, I was explaining the difference between a separation and a breakup. And I said, and I suggest that a separation is something that may happen between adults. Relationships eventually come to an end, and not always, but sometimes. And when they do, true adults who have the necessary emotional maturity to carry out a relationship will eventually get into a process that is the reverse of what it took to build the relationship in the first place. So let's say that it took you a year to build the relationship and you started dating slowly, uh, slowly at first, but then you became more intimate, whatever. Well, when you, when you go through a separation, kind of the reverse happens and it doesn't have to take as long as the beginning of the relationship, but there is always a mutual understanding and acceptance, even if it's not what one of the parties wants, but there's an understanding. In a breakup, there is no understanding. It's always abrupt. It's always a surprise. And it always leaves one of the parties broken, hence the term break up. Not only the relationship breaks, but one of the two parties breaks. The other party, in this case, is always uh, moves on really fast. They have no mourning period, which means that they were not in the relationship to begin with. And um, oftentimes what you discover is that they had already been in a relationship before your breakup and another relationship before they broke up with you. This is notorious. I mean, you have people who have been married for years. They go through a breakup and uh, a day later someone else is living in their house. Well, clearly that relationship was already ongoing, right? So when, when it all blows up, it's like, you know, you begin to put the pieces together and, um, and you discover that the person had been cheating all along. One of the advice that you're going to hear on the internet, quite a bit of it, is that you have to institute the silent treatment when you have a breakup. Don't talk to your ex at all. Do the silent treatment. I think that the silent treatment or people who advocate the silent treatment are the sorts of people that like breakups. In other words, it's, I, I don't mean to criticize any other creator, but, you know, 
the silent treatment is an example of the problem that we're discussing here. And the people who enforce the silent treatment are usually the people who have something to hide, such as the fact that I've been in a relationship with somebody else for years while I was accusing you of not making it possible for this relationship to work. Because if a person has nothing to hide and you've been together for years, how about just giving the, your partner or your ex-partner an opportunity to dissolve the bond? It might take you a week or two. How long do you think it's really going to take? You know, maybe a few phone calls, maybe a couple of uh, conversations, and that will be the end of it. People who advocate the silent treatment um, usually are hiding something, and that something usually has to do with quite a few of the reasons why the relationship didn't work out in the first place. I mean, I can tell you that, um, I mean, I can tell you dozens of cases where this is definitely proven to be the case. So anyway, um, it, this lady here asks me about um, a broken heart. It's a term that I did not use in the previous video. So let's go through this a little bit. So I talked about separation and a breakup. Of course, the term divorce is, um, is obvious. The divorce is the dissolution of the legal marriage, right? So sometimes I use the word marriage, although in, in a way that is outside of the legal context. So normally when we say so-and-so is married, we mean that they have a legal contract between them. They went to the courthouse, they signed a piece of paper, so they're legally married, right? But I don't use that word in that sense. From a therapeutic perspective, you're married to somebody if you have a committed, ongoing, adult, intimate sort of relationship. In other words, from a, from a therapeutic point of view, from, a, from an emotional and a spiritual point of view, you are deeply involved with that person and you have a common life with that person. You are, for therapeutic purposes, you're married, even if you don't have um, a legal contract that says so. So this is just the way I use the term. You don't have to agree with this. It's just the way that I use it. And the reverse of the process, if there is a separation, then you're divorced. Again, you might be divorced and you were never legally married to begin with, but you were seriously involved with a person. So marriage, divorce, those are terms that we use. Like I said, normally in the world, they have the connotation of a legality. And, um, but therapeutically, we simply mean the formation of a common life with another adult or the dissolution of the common life. Then we talked about separation, which is a normal process that adults can go through. You dissolve the union, and then you have a breakup in which case one of the two parties is always left broken, damaged, sick, ill, um, not well, right? The, the party that does the breaking up usually enjoys finding out. There's a lot of sadism there. There's a lot of narcissism, a lot of because they, that party typically, they enjoy your pain because to them, notice, notice what, how, how weird the mind can be, right? I've been a therapist for 26 years. I have a degree in philosophy, a couple of doctorates. I mean, I can tell you it's a, it's a tough one, right? But to these people, um, your pain is an indication of how good they are. In other words, they take your pain to mean then without them, you cannot go on with your life, meaning that you are the substance that gives them life. In other words, if you really, 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 really query them, if you really dig deep, deep into this, 
they actually do believe they are some sort of God, even if they don't believe in God. They do believe they're your source of life. And, uh, you know, as a guess what? Without me, this person cannot go on. They're broken. They're on the floor. One woman told me my ex-husband slept on the floor for three years. He was devastated. And she said this with, uh, with a huge amount of pride. You know, she, she was proud of this fact because to her, it meant that she was, she was some hot, you know, she was good. She was in her mind. Of course, turned out that she was a very sick person, but, you know, that's what she believed. A normal person would um, would do anything in their power to prevent your pain. If there's anything, look, if you're a normal person and you're walking down the road and you see a person on the floor suffering, crying, bleeding, you stop and you're trying to help. A normal person, when they dissolve a relationship, they, they, they go out of their way to, to help the other person not suffer. I worked with one woman once to give an example of, of, of a normal person who, when she, for, for various reasons, she had to get a divorce from her husband for, for reasons that, whatever, the point is that their relationship came to an end. <clears throat> she went out of her way, rented an apartment, furnished the apartment, moved his clothes, gave him the key, and gave him the time to accept the idea that from now on he would be living at this new apartment. He took over the payments, you know, she helped him the first month or two so that he could wrap his head around the fact that the relationship was over. And eventually he moved on and she moved on. You know, it was a couple of years until she met another man. She eventually got married again, had more children. But you see, she wasn't cheating. She helped this man get along with the fact that he was now divorced, you know. And that's what's, that's called a separation. That's the normal, compassionate adults do that. The narcissist, um, they're evil, and they plan on this very meticulously. They plan on your destruction very carefully. And they look for the right moment to, when you're most vulnerable, to destroy the relationship in an attempt to destroy your life. But this is meticulously calculated. Now, watch a ton of videos from Dr. Romani, Dr. Les Carter, um, um, and I'll give you a list later, but, you know, a ton of them, and they will all explain this to you much better than I can. But I want to get back to this idea of the broken heart that she asks me here. Broken heart is just a term that we use. You know, incidentally, um, there is such thing in medicine as a broken heart. So you can have, you know, after a myocardial infarction, the muscle, the heart muscle can be so weak that, you know, three to seven days after the infarction, the muscle is so weak that it can actually literally break. And uh, it's a medical emergency. It's difficult to save the patient because all the blood comes out and all that stuff. But, it can, you know, so, so that term is interesting because it can literally happen in physiology, in, in medicine, in, in pathology. It's not really physiological. But the term broken heart is something that we use to, this, to, to, to indicate a person who, who is in a lot of pain. Now, when any relationship ends, a normal person will hurt, they'll mourn, because the relationship has died and we're going to a period of mourning, right? The mourning has a lot to do with analyzing some of the things I did well, some of the things I didn't do so well, how I could have been better, in other words, who am I? What kind of person do I want in my life? Do I want to be in a relationship? That kind of mourning is a natural response to the end of a period of our lives because it gets us to analyze ourselves and seek better answers so that we can improve in the future. So 
the mourning process after the demise of a relationship is a normal process. What's not normal is to feel so broken to the degree that you cannot go on. When that happens, excuse me, when that happens, when you feel totally broken to the degree that people talk about broken heart, and this term even implies a life uh, like a, like um, a life emergency, right? A medical emergency, like a broken heart. What image do you make of that? You know, when that happens, usually something went wrong. You know, th this lady says right here. It's interesting. She says, you know, this man was cheating all the time, but uh, but he would always say that you know it's not going to happen again because you're the one I really love. She says here. But then notice this. Then one day I come home and the door lock was changed. This was my apartment before. So I don't know the details, but I suppose she lived at his apartment. He moved in. It says here that they were married for three years. I suppose after a few years, maybe he was making payments on the lease. I don't know. I don't have any more details on this here. But evidently, at some point, um, she comes home and the lock is changed. So that's a typical breakup. No explanation. So she's crying outside. There's no emotional assistance of any type. A neighbor picks her up, you know. And then evidently, the neighbor says, look, you're... Your heart is broken, you know, because evidently you miss this man. She doesn't say it here if she misses him. I suppose she does, or maybe she doesn't. I don't know. She doesn't say anything else. If you're listening, please give us more details so that we can further this dialogue. But what it does, she does ask the question, how do I know if I have broken heart? That's the question that she asked me. Well, broken heart just means that you're in pain. So if you feel that you're in pain, that you cannot go on, that you're crying a lot, it says here, but I still cry a lot. So it sounds like, you know, the proverbial broken heart. But the question is, why does that happen? You know, what I find interesting about this message is that she starts off saying that he couldn't stop cheating. He cheated so much that I lost count. What's interesting about that is that it doesn't seem like this was a good relationship. I cannot judge. I wasn't there. I have no idea. But, you know, she says it right there. I lost count of how many times he cheated, but then he would say that I'm the one. So I can understand, you know, you have this massive pain of being cheated on, but then this man says, I love you, you're the one, you're the one I love, you know. So then there's the high again, and we become addicted to the low and the high. And eventually, when that addiction breaks, we go through massive withdrawal symptoms, and that's uh, part of what we call broken heart. So I just want to say to all of you out there, <laughs> There's a way to help you out of this broken heart syndrome, whatever that is, right? I went through that, uh, and, and that's how I learned to help people in that situation. I had been a therapist for 23 years when it happened to me. It was really interesting. And, um, it, you know, whatever. There are people who we call them malignant narcissists, and the definition is the person who actually plans on this really well. We spent a ton of money investigating this. You know, there's no question that this person actually planned things really, really carefully um, to inflict the most amount of damage possible. And, um, and so that's what we get, you know, when we get involved with a malignant narcissist. Um, we'll talk more about this later. I just wanted to clarify the terminology, broken heart. It just means that we're hurting. And I just want to say something to you if you're listening to me. You might be hurting right now, but it won't always be that way. Um, I don't know if the person you were with is a narcissist or not. I'm not interested in determining that. I don't work with the other person. I work with the person, meaning if you're suffering, I can help you. 
but I'm not interested in identifying anyone else as anything. I'm helping. I'm interested in helping you build a brand new life uh, and an awesome life and a life that you actually enjoy living. When I went through my breakup, I um, I was told that it would take seven years and that my life would never be the same the same again, uh, you know. And I vowed to myself that that would not happen to me. I wasn't going to waste seven years and my life would, you know, the one thing I agreed with this guy who told me this is that, yes, my life will never be the same again. It's going to be a hundred times better than it was before, you know. And I worked like an animal day and night, you know, to make sure that I healed and that I came out of this better than before. And indeed, today I can tell you, I'm happy to tell you that it is possible because I'm living proof of it. And so are thousands of people that I've worked with and other people that I know of in the internet. And uh, it is possible. So you might be hurting right now. And I'm sorry about that. But just know that you're going to be okay. And as I tell you that you're going to be okay, I will also tell you there's some work ahead. We got to do our, our homework if we're to heal. So once again, if you need anything, call me or text me. You have my number here in the description. Text me and I'll do my best to, to work with you and help you if we can. Okay. So blessings to all of you.